Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. We're glad to be back. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and survived Black Friday. My name is Cody Leach and I'm joined as always by Christian Garcia. You know, I was wondering why it did feel like a long time and I yep. forgot that last week we <laughs> yeah, didn't record. took a week off. Um, yeah, it was, uh, sorry for missing a week, but uh, it is too crazy. Um, uh, some of you may know I work in retail and uh, I wanted to die. <laughs> every year that weekend is exceedingly uh like terrible like so shout out to all the people that had to work yeah. on black friday man whether you whether you work at ones. you know grocery store or like target or best buy or any retailer and you had to deal with people on your thanksgiving you're the real heroes and fuck everyone else <laughs> it's all the shoppers really who need to be blamed like don't be outside fucking 48 hours before yeah. the store opens lining up you know, it's it's funny because um, this year actually was probably the slowest year I've seen in about twelve years. Really? Yeah. Um, I guess with online shopping and whatnot. Online shopping has kind of alleviated a lot of that because you can get really great deals just by sitting in in your underwear, like ignoring your family at Thanksgiving. That's what I do every Thanksgiving. Yeah, and um, but uh, yeah, n- not a lot of campers. Like people would show up, you know. A couple hours ahead of time. Oh, nice! But besides that, you know, there, uh, I've had people out in front of the store the Tuesday before. Before, and yeah, I've like, seen I've seen it before forty eight hours, like beforehand. Yeah, and it's like, it's, don't you have a family? Like, I don't think the deal on that TV is more important than being with your family. Yeah, no, it, it well, they probably don't have a family, or their family <laughs> hates them, or something <laughs> because of their cheapness. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's rough, and I'm glad to see that. Maybe it's slowing down a little bit, um, and hopefully one day we'll get back to the point where Thanksgiving, most people are just closed. Right. You know, I don't mind, you know, um, when I first started working at Best Buy, you know, I don't, I didn't mind leaving my house at like 10 o'clock at night on Thanksgiving to go to work, at to, which we opened at like midnight or whatever. That didn't bother me as much. I mean, it was like a weird... Like, you get to spend the Thanksgiving with your family. You get family, to spend the... But then you, you just fucking want to die. Yeah, like you're just full and tired and, yeah, and annoyed. But at least, you know, <coughs> your family didn't have to make, you know, sacrifices and stuff for you to work, right? But now it's like, you know, we, uh, we opened at 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving. That's crazy. Which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I don't understand it, but... Anyway, maybe in the future, uh, you know, some people will uh, make some changes and then we don't have to do that anymore. But, yeah, if, if people keep shopping, they're going to keep doing it because money is like, you know, what they're after. You know? I feel like it's Walmart that's still big on that kind of stuff. Walmart, Target, Kohl's, I think, is also open. Really? Something crazy. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure like Kohl's or JCPenney or something is open like all day Thanksgiving. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's particularly J.C. Penny. Who the fuck's trying to go to J.C. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why they're open so <laughs> so late. To try Come on to... in, guys. Come on in. The water is fine. Uh, but and, and and here's you know I think we've talked about this on, on previous like Black Friday episodes. But the TVs that everyone comes in like like hot and heavy for for like Best Buy and Target and stuff. Those TVs aren't made all year round. They're made specifically for Black Friday so that they're super cheap. Yeah, and they have like. 
less inputs, less features, less processing power. It's the same thing with the laptops. You're not getting a yeah. deal on those laptops. You're not getting a deal. You know, it says like, oh, normally it's seven, you know, seven hundred ninety nine dollars on sale for a hundred bucks. It's like, well, no, that that laptop is never sold for seven ninety nine. It's sold only at a hundred dollars yeah. on Black Friday or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm but sure you, you I'm, get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so thank you to all the people who had to work on those days. We're back. We got some fun, exciting stuff to talk about. Um, we, we we recently launched a tea, which we'll get into in a minute, um, <laughs> which sounds crazy, and it is crazy, but it's also really cool so. and delicious. And delicious. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about Pokemon Sword and Shield, which I'm super excited about. I know you haven't really played a Pokemon game since Red and Blue, right? Is that the original one? Yep. Then yes. <laughs> it's been a while. <coughs> what is this on the Switch? It's on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I'll, I'll think about it. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. And uh, and then maybe we'll hit some Mandalorian along the way too. But uh, before we do that, let's start as we always do with some nerdy confessions. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Sure, I go first. Um, I read a Stephen King book. I did. Talisman. God damn it. It wasn't that. But the Talisman... <laughs> Anyway, I will get into it. Um, I've been doing a lot of research on the Sith just because I'm getting ready yep. for uh, Rise of Skywalker, and I, I I feel like they're gonna. Well, it's obvious. Well, at least to me, it, it feels obvious of how they're gonna bring uh, Palpatine from his master. Uh, Plaga- Plag- I, see, Pelagus. I've I see. I've heard people say Plagueis. I've heard Plagueis. I heard. I don't know. I've heard multiple different. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, he's basically a plague. I guess that's so. Well, anyway, so he actually did learn how to manipulate and bring people back from what well, actually it was more of preventing people from dying. Yeah. So I'm assuming uh, Palpatine learned it from him and this is how he actually never died. And it's just been in the background a whole lot. Yeah. And I just really hope, though, that they make both of them into or one of either Ray or um, Kylo Ren into a gray Jedi. I feel like they're hinting towards it. So the grays are somewhere in the middle. They're not. Yeah. They both. They use both light. They can and use dark. lightning, but they don't want to. <laughs> no, they do. They use whatever is useful at the moment, and they're actually about true balance. Yeah. So they're not about the light. They're not about the dark. They use both. Whatever's most convenient or efficient to use at the moment. So they're lazy. I would say they're smart. <laughs> I mean, you're using both. <laughs> um, you see the guy who's like in an easy chair and he just lightnings himself a beer. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, or lightnings his wheelchair to work, I guess. Lightnings yeah. his penis to jerk off. I don't know if I would want to do that. That'd be nice. I don't know. <laughs> Using the force to jerk off? Yeah, it's like the stranger. It's the perfect stranger. I wonder what's more efficient, though. Like, I wonder what uses more energy. <laughs> like, I don't calories? Know. I don't know. Calories to use your hand or the force? They never really explain if you run out of force, I guess, or if you get force tired. All the, all the video games would lead us to believe that you run out of right, force. Right. If you lose, if, you, if we're following, if we're following uh, the fallen order, then yeah, you, well, a push takes like half your force. Dude, that that's one of my biggest complaints about that game, even though I, I still really like it. Um, though I'm probably going to sell it too because I'm over it. Like, I don't want to go back and play it anymore. I don't know. I haven't beat it yet, so I don't know if there's going to be much replay value. So. Uh, I mean, you can still find stuff, but. Oh, and I got to the two, was it AT? The two ATSTs? I beat them in Jedi Knight without dropping, and I think I didn't even get hit once. Wow, that's crazy. They were, I don't know, they were super easy to me. Even when they dropped all those extra dudes on you? Yeah, no, I I did it pretty easy. You're, wow. ta- you're talking about on, um, the, it was the ice planet, the Jedi planet. Uh, yeah, that might sound right. Yeah, yeah. That, I took like zero hits. Oh, well. Now, where, good for you. where I had to drop it and I was pissed off that I had to drop it is when you had to fight uh, the topless dude um, on on the uh, Darth Maul planet. Topless dude? Yeah, he was... Um, he was the one that was forcing the uh, Night Sisters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget he his name. was hard, and I had to drop it on him, and I was pissed off. Yeah, yeah, he was difficult, for sure. He but, just had so many unblockable moves. Right, and it's like, even in Jedi Knight, I, I got him down to super close to beating him, yeah. and then he just went fucking berserk on me, and yeah. then just destroyed me. Yep, yep. Fucking game. But anyway, too hard. So I really hope that they do gray. I really, really hope that they do gray. I don't. I don't. I mean, I. I it's either going to be that, or it's going to be Kylo Ren is going to be redeemed. 
Yeah. Because I can't imagine... And I mean, the title, Rise of Skywalker, I mean, I feel like it's kind of like forcing us to believe that that's the way it's going. Unless it's his rise to power. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. Um, I mean, I'm just... I'm trying to stay away from theories and trailers and things like that because, you know, so I've watched like the first trailer, which looked awesome. The one where she does the, the red lightsaber that like clicks over or whatever, but that's the only one I've seen. So I just, I want to go into it with no preconceptions. So I'm not disappointed. I'm just experiencing it. Oh, and also I've read a whole lot about, uh, Snope and he, he was Snoke. Snoke. I'm so sorry. Um, he was a lot cooler if you read his backstory, but the movies really didn't give you any information. But I guess this was all through comics and a couple of the novels that came after the movie. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird that they do that. I mean, um, they have. I mean, well, look at Boba Fett. I mean, he is he had no part basically in the movies, <laughs> and um, you know, but he's become one of the most popular characters in Star Wars canon. So. Um, it, it is interesting how like these backstories, I always wonder like, do they really have it in, in the back of their head or, or when people are like, dude, Snoke just went out like a little bitch. They're like, Oh no, no, he, he was cool. He had this and he did all this. And then they come out with it after. Yeah. You know? It was interesting. Cause he's not a Sith. He's just force sensitive. He's yeah. just researched. Well, there's only, there can only be two Sith ever. Right. But he wasn't at all. So apparently after Darth Vader and Darth Sidious, uh, were, when they died, there has since been no Siths. Yeah. There's been Force-sensitive beings, mm-hmm. which is even the stuff. Inquisitors are not right. They're not. They're not Jedi. They're not Sith. They're mm-hmm. um, they're just Force-sensitive. Yeah. So I mean, I, and again, they didn't explain this in the movie. This is all me reading uh, about it through. Well, yeah. So like, you have to you have to choose and be chosen to be both a Sith and a Jedi. You right. know what I mean? You can you can just um. Like in, uh, if you watch Star Wars Rebels. I haven't yet, because I, I actually started Clone Wars again, and I want to finish Clone Wars. Fuck Clone Wars. No, it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> Rebels is way better. Um, anyway, uh, there you there's, you know, and then in Fallen Order, too, you can choose not to be a Jedi right. anymore. And it's not like you lose your Jedi powers. You still have everything you've ever learned and your lightsaber, but you're just not a Jedi. Another thing I was reading about is Qui-Gon Jinn was technically not a Jedi. He was allowed to be in the Jedi Order, but technically he was a Grey because he didn't always follow their orders. And he didn't always agree with what they were saying. <clears throat> the fact that he was going to take Anakin, although they said yeah. no, he was still going to do it. Like, so technically speaking, he was a, he was a gray. Well, I mean, they did let him do it, so then he well, wouldn't be a gray. Well, I mean, they, he kind of forced their hand. Yeah, he did, but... That's just that's a strategy. <laughs> that's part of being a Jedi too. All right, my nerdy confession uh, is uh, I I recently stumbled upon um, this new YouTube series that I'm all about right now. And um, have you ha- are you familiar with Wormwood? Oh yeah, yeah. Wormwood Gaming. Yeah, the yeah. Ga- the gaming. They make like dice trays, awesome like gaming tables. Yeah. Um, all sorts of cool stuff out of like exotic woods. Satine's always getting like the all of I know. Really fucking cool stuff. I'm super jealous that she just gets that shit for free. Satine, give me one. <laughs> uh, maybe if you ask nicely. <laughs> no. <laughs> give me one. Um but yeah, so they're amazing. They're an amazing company and they if you if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, check it out. It's wormwoodgaming.com. Wormwood spelled W Y R M Wood. Um, they just came out with a new little dice carrier tray. Yes. Yes, they have. Um, so anyway, so I knew all of that going into, it. I've seen them at conventions and stuff like that. And they're always awesome looking. Um, but what I discovered is they have this YouTube, uh, show called worm life and it's life with a L Y F E. And it's all about like the shenanigans that go on at their factory. Hmm. And there, it's three seasons long and there's short episodes like, you know, Five to ten to fifteen minutes, kind of thing. Which is long for YouTube, but yeah, you know, fifteen minutes I say is your standard YouTube show for the most part, right? Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's just it looks like such an awesome place to work, and like the guys are so funny, and the shit that they go through, like making these like awesome things. Is Where are they ridiculous. located? 
Uh, Massachusetts, it seems like. So far. I know, so far. Um, But yeah, it's uh, you should check it out. It's called Worm Life on YouTube. Or if you just search Wormwood on YouTube and subscribe to their channel, it also has like cool intro videos to all of their products. You know, like they go over like their tables. Like they have one table that can get up to the fifteen twenty thousand dollar range, and what's like cool about it, aside from being made of like super exotic woods and stuff and being like super fine crafted, is that uh, like other gaming tables, you know, they have the leaves in the table that you can pull out, and there's a gaming surface underneath that's either like a like a felt or regular hardwood. Um, but it also comes with this dope ass like crank that jams into the side of it. That you can raise and lower that gaming surface. What? So you can actually raise it higher than the edge of the table. So it sits up on top of everything. So you can like, I don't know. It just, so you could get like a, was it like. Like a like a miniatures eye view kind of thing <laughs> of, of the game. Um, so yeah, check those guys out. Uh, I've, I've basically binged through like all, I don't know how many, 40, 50 episodes. You know, once we get some of that sweet tea money, maybe we can afford one of those <laughs> yeah, tables. Yeah, we can go in on one of those tables. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's it's so awesome. And I've always wanted one of their, either their little dice vault things or um, or their like miniature holder deals. Yeah. And they have these new things that are um, these, they call them gaming tiles, where they, they're magnetic and they stick all together in like a big stack if you want. Um, but then when you unfold them and unstick them from each other, they'll make like a little uh, like pattern of holders and stuff for like dice, miniatures. Yeah, no, I've seen their dice yeah. holders. They're amazing. They have a cool little uh, thing for spell cards. And then they have a, uh, a spell casting tracker that has little magnetic ball bearings that you drop in for like my first level spells, second level spells. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never seen them make something where I'm like, oh, I don't want that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything's like, oh, I want that. Oh, $700? Well, I wish I could have that. <laughs> um, the They made the GM screen for uh, Matt Mercer on uh, his most yeah. recent one that he's, and that thing is fucking dope. Yeah, I mean, all this stuff looks great, yeah. Yeah. So check it out, Worm Life uh, on YouTube. And now that we plug you guys, you know, if you guys want to send us some stuff, we're not gonna be mad. Yeah, we're not gonna be mad. We'll review it. I mean, we'll 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 give it a sterling review whether we like it or not. <laughs> we love it. Um, all righty then. That does it for Nerdy Confessions. So we have some merchandise of our own to plug. Yes, this is super exciting. So uh, a, a while back, we uh, we just kind of talked about how uh, this fine tea company, Plum Deluxe, reached out to us and was like, hey, would you like to try some of our teas and, you know, do a little review of them? And we were like, of course we will. We 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 love love handouts. And tea. And tea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we went through and, uh, you know, tasted a bunch of their teas, and they were all so good. Um, The cinnamon one, I still have some. I I go back and buy that one every once in a while. Um, And... You know, through that, we, we got some contacts over there and we were talking back and forth a little bit. And we eventually brought up the fact that we thought it would be cool if we came up with our own signature flavor of tea. And they were like, of course. And they were like, that's actually a really cool idea. And so we talk, we started talking to Andy, who's like the CEO of the company. And he was super cool about it. He's a really nice guy. He's super nice. I haven't met many owners of companies, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've met very few, in fact. Um, but he was a super nice guy. Um, and he really worked with us on developing a flavor that we were into. Yeah. And, uh, and so we came up with some packaging. We came up with a label. And we've settled on a flavor. And now we have it available for you, our listeners. Yes. So, easiest way to get it is going to nerdswithfriendspodcast.com, um, which is where you know we have our homepage and has links to our Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. Origin on. story. Our origin story, which is fun. Some videos that we made a long time ago, too, which are probably a little dated now. But, <laughs> um, and uh, there's a big button right in the front page that says, We Made a Tea, and you just click on it, and it'll bring you to their page. You can also, um, and, and every bag that you buy, which there's seven bucks, I think. Seven dollars? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, every bag you buy helps support the show. And if you buy other stuff too, that's not nerds with friends specific, um, that also helps support us as well. As long as you click through that link. 
Um, and uh, they have cool stuff. They have like tea sets, like mugs and strainers and all sorts of teapots and all sorts of stuff. So um, check them out. Um, here, you want to hand me, hand me that bag right there? Oh, my God. The noisiest way possible. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and to give you guys a little, like, a little flavor profile. So it's called Nerd Tea Confession. Brock. Because we're, we're clever. So clever. We're so clever. And um, it, is, uh, it is black tea primarily. And it's also honeybush tea. Love that honey bush. I, I'm not sure if I, when I taste it, which part is the honey bush. Oh, I can always taste honey bush. <laughs> um, it's got coconut pieces, mm. cardamom, ginger, cinnamon, lemongrass, clove, a little black pepper. That's like, that's a wild card, but I like it. You know, when, when he told us this cocoa nibs and I tried, I was like, ah, uh, this is really, really good. Outside of it being ours, it is delicious. Yeah. And uh, some hazelnut essence. So it is. Amazing. I'm going to take a whiff right now so you get my genuine... Oh, God. You want me me to open that for you? I got it. I I just didn't want it to look everywhere, you know? (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's like a a coconut, hazelnut, nutty chai. And it is perfect for wintertime, rainy time tea sessions. So I think everyone should check it out. Uh, We love it. We think you will love it, too. Um, Get your bags. Multiple bags. They make great gifts, stocking stuffers. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, give them to the uh, nerd in your life. You can give it to anyone. You could grandma. Yeah, you can give it to homeless people. I don't know if they have access to hot water, but, you know, I guess so. I mean, I feel like hot water is pretty easy to obtain, right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> All right. So, Cody, uh, please explain to our homeless listeners how they can get hot water. <laughs> I'm not saying they have a computer to listen to this, okay, but. <laughs> Just saying, you know, I've seen little cooking little pots like you get a little camp stove. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. You know, friction, you know. Or, okay, here, better yet, you just buy the tea for yourself and just donate to homeless people. There you go. Yeah. Oh, if you want to do that, uh, you can uh, check out my buddy Steven's sock company, uh, Nyama5, um, which I think their website is Nyama5 Studios, and I. Uh, we'll put a link on we'll put Twitter. A, and we'll put Instagram. a link on Instagram and stuff so you can check it out. But he does a thing uh, kind of like Tom's does with shoes where you buy a pair of shoes. They give a pair of shoes. They do, do that with socks, and they're all made in America. Nice. And they're San Francisco themed. So very, very cool. Let's get in the giving mood for Christmas time. So, you know, give to us, give to the homeless this holiday season. Yeah, but mostly give to yourself. Give yourself the gift of tea. There you go. And socks. And socks. Yeah, it's fine. Drink the tea in comfortable in socks. In your comfy socks, and then we'll get a robe robe company like involved. Eventually. And it'll just be cozy in your robe, and you never have to leave the house. You just sit at home and listen to Nerds with Friends all the time. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> in your PJs. All righty then. Um, so, I want it Now, I know, Christian, you haven't played Pokemon in a while. Which saddens me to know. You know what? This is going to be your pitch to see if you convince me to buy it. Okay. Perfect. Here's here's my pitch. So Pokemon Sword and Shield just recently came out uh, like two weeks ago. or Yeah, two weeks ago for Nintendo Switch. Now, previous Pokemon games were all on what systems, Christian? (laughs) I don't know. 64? Fucking (laughs) NES? Game Boy? Uh, no, you're, you're definitely showing your true colors here. You don't know anything <laughs> 3D, about 3DS. I don't know. Game Boy is where the first ones came out on, right? Right. Then Game Boy Advance. Okay. Then, uh, Nintendo DS. They're, they're always handheld portable systems. Okay. There have been some offshoot games like Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Snap. Remember Pokemon Snap on the Nintendo 64? You had to get a picture of the surfing Pikachu. Oh, yeah. You had to, like, turn around at the right moment. He's like, oh, shit, he's surfing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, right? <laughs> we were all traumatized trying to get surfing Pikachu. Um, but there hasn't been a true Pokemon game on a home system ever. Okay. Then Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu came out, which were kind of – they're kind of a mix between Pokemon Go where you, like, flick the ball at the Pokemon to catch it. And uh, and they were like reskins of red and blue, okay. like the original ones. This is the first time that a new original Pokemon game has come out on a home console, and it is fucking awesome. Is it is it Ash? 
Uh, no, it's you. It's, you're the person. Okay. Playing it. You know, you you create. You know, your little profile. You have different hair and different faces. And do I have to wear the hat? No, you don't. You don't have to wear the okay, hat. Nice. I wish I haven't unlocked that hat yet. It's got to be in the game somewhere. <laughs> um, but you can get all sorts of different little beanies and <clears throat> top hats and. Well, anything you want, fucking you, want. You had me at beanies. I got a cool leather jacket right now. It's like a red leather jacket. And then I have like a little mime shirt underneath. It's like black and white stripes. And then I have some cool tight jogger pants. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. You didn't give yourself shorts? You're always wearing shorts. Uh, I haven't found a pair that really speak to me yet. Okay. But I, I will eventually. <laughs> um. So anyway, it's it's completely... Like, it's just like a Pokemon game where you're kind of free to roam wherever you want in the world and you kind of go to different towns later on throughout the the game, right? You're catching Pokemon, you're fighting Pokemon trainers, you're going through gym battles. But there's some things that, that really make this game stand out above all the other games. The first being that it's 3D. I mean, well, you know, like... 3D graphics. It's, it's not pop, you don't have to wear glasses or anything. But is it just like your standard RPG? Like you're picking your attack. You're picking like it is. Yeah, okay. it's it's still a turn-based RPG system. But what's cool about it is as you're like searching through poke for Pokemon in the in the overworld they call it. You know, like you know when you're out just third-person view, running around through the grass and shit, you'll actually see Pokemon wandering around in the grass. So you'll see like. You know, little little ears and stuff sticking out of the tall grass. So you can actually see what Pokemon are in, in the area. And you can run over there and pick which Pokemon you encounter. You can also... There are still some surprise ones. You'll see little exclamation points or question marks pop up out of the grass and stuff. Um, and then as you walk around too, you'll see big, giant, powerful Pokemon every once in a while. They'll kind of appear at depending on the weather, the time of day, and stuff like that. So it's really cool. It's really like being in a world full of Pokemon. <clears throat> where... In previous games, you would be, you know, you'd have an uh, overview look of yeah. your character. I always remember the Zelda-like view. Yeah, like exactly. It's just like the original Zelda. And you would go through the grass, and you wouldn't see anything. And then all of a sudden, you would stop, and it'd go... Oh, I should load loaded Pokemon sounds. <laughs> Damn it. We'll add it in post. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll add some Pokemon sounds. But, um, yeah, it's... It's really cool to see the Pokemon out there and kind of interacting with the world and stuff. Every, it's really funny every once in a while because some Pokemon are, are really big. So you'll see a Machoke or Machamp. Remember those guys? Yeah. And they're just like fucking thugging around in the tall grass. I'm like, dude, I can see you. It's like <laughs> you're not hiding from anybody. He's like, oh. Um, and another cool feature to this uh, new game is the addition of Dynamax and Gigantamax Pokemon. And what those are is in special areas like gyms and what they call raid dens where you can do these high-level battles with four people against one gigantic Pokemon. Hmm. All right. Um, you can actually power up your Pokemon and, and turn them into their Dynamax or giant form. So they'll like... Sometime, oh, I don't know if I'd want to see a Raichu Dynamax form. <laughs> yeah. The other Pikachu one's hilarious. He's like, Pikachu! <laughs> um, and... Fun fact in this game, too, bringing up Pikachu, they're the only... Pikachu is the only... Oh, and Eevee. Pikachu and Eevee are the only ones who actually say their name live in the game. All the other ones have the, like, computerized version of it that you would get from playing the game. Like, But Pikachu's actually here. Pikachu and, you know, Eevee, Eevee, or whatever the fuck. I wonder why they did that. I don't know. I think it's because they had recordings already, and it's freaking Pikachu. Everyone wants to it would be really cool if they get to a point where maybe the next one, everyone has its own, like... How many how many Pokemon are in this game? Like fucking 400 or something. Yeah, like I get why they didn't do 400 sound <laughs> Yeah, 400 sound bites. Um, but anyway, so going, getting back to Dynamax Pokemon, they'll, like, they'll grow big, and basically, um, sometimes you'll get the, the energy right away. Like, if you're in a gym battle, you can choose what time you want to... Dynamax your Pokemon and, and make them grow up uh, bigger. And they'll have upgraded powerful attacks when they're gigantic. Um, but you, it only lasts for like three turns. So you have to pick and choose. Like, do I save it till the end? Do I knock out part of the team really early on and then fight the rest of the team as normal size? And then your opponent has it too at some t- points too. So it's really a cool tweak to the, the battle system. To oh, so you could actually fight other 
actual players. Yeah. Okay. You can do that too. And and you can do gym leaders and trainers and stuff in the game as well. But yeah, you can do versus over the internet with randoms or with your friends. Um, you can also do the raid battles where you fight against these Pokemon uh, in you know these Gigantamax Pokemon. So if you're doing player versus player, uh-huh. can you take any of their Pokemon after? No. So you just gain experience. Yeah, yeah. You gain like experience and candies and stuff like okay. that. Yeah. That would be fucking raw as fuck. It would, it, uh, but can you imagine playing for slips? <laughs> oh, he took my mute. That was a limited edition. But can you imagine like uh, people would go flip out? Oh, of course. Yeah, little kids would cry. That's why they don't do it. It's because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's still kind of a children's game. But uh, yeah, it's uh, like if you lose, kid, I'm taking your best yeah, Pokemon. Give me that Snorlax, bitch. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, so what's really cool, though, is, okay, there's these giant forms where it's just your Pokemon bigger. But there's also the special edition of them called Gigantamax instead of Dynamax. Gigantamax means that when they grow bigger, they actually have a slightly different appearance. So the the best example, which is out right now, it just started on December 4th, which was yesterday. Yesterday. Um, or two days, two days ago, ago, if for, you're listening to yeah. this on Friday. Um, they just started an event for Gigantamax Snorlax. And so basically it starts off as a regular Snorlax, but then when you make him big, he's laying down on his back as Snorlax tend to do, right? He's not standing up like normal. He's laying down asleep and he's got like a forest growing on his belly, like a, <laughs> like trees and like grass and stuff because he's been sleeping for so long. <laughs> and then there's another one, um, Gengar. You Wait, this is the biggest form of him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you're fighting with him normal, he'll just appear like a normal Snorlax. But when you Dynamax or Gigantamax him, he gets this cool altered appearance kind of thing. And so he gets a happy trail. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's there's ones like uh, Gengar. Remember Gengar? He's the ghost type Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He evolves from Ghastly and Haunter. Yep. So there's a Gigantamax version of him where it's just him and his, he's got this giant open mouth. And the mouth is basically a portal into hell. They put hell in a kid's game. Well, you know, the underworld. But, you know, <laughs> we all know what it is, Christian. <laughs> um, yeah, so lots of cool, like, uh, versions. Oh, there's so one. So you can, you can go to hell. And you can, like, see No, it's just, it's, just, it's just like his, you know, it's his appearance. Okay. But it's like a portal with stairway or whatever going down into the But you can't world. actually go in there. No. It's, they didn't create an entirely new game well, just for know. the one Pokemon. Um, Butterfree is another one. Remember the butterfly? Yep. Um, they have one where his wings are hella big. He looks like fucking Mothra. That's what I was about amazing. to say. He was in Mothra. Mothra! It'd be cool if you had like... Little twin sisters. Little twin sisters on a seashell or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, so it's a super fun game. Um, Charizard is awesome. He gets... His wings are like flames instead of just being like regular dragon wings. They're actually made of fire, and he's got, like, fire eyebrows and shit like that. Pretty dope. Nice. Um, so uh, it's it's been really fun, like, playing through the, the actual story mode of it. But there's also, like, all this post-game stuff you can do. You can hunt the Gigantamax Pokemon. There's shinies to find. Um, you can go through this battle tower where it's basically, like, really hard battles that you create, like, a team of, <laughs> a team of three. Um, and you can battle against a bunch of really hard trainers that are like way harder than the normal playthrough of the game. So it's a it's a really cool game, a lot of replay value, and it's probably the best Pokemon game I've played since Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl, um, which was one of the best games that they ever made. I'm not 100% sold, but I'm like 75% you sold. You should get it. It's amazing. And then if, I mean, there's all sorts of little mini games and stuff. If that's more up your alley. You can like, set up camp with your Pokemon to heal them and you heal them by like playing with them. You can get a little jingly bell and they come over <laughs> and it's really funny to have someone like Gyarados come over and you're like, jingle, jingle, jingle. And he's like, I love it. <laughs> Gyarados. Okay. That sold me a little bit more because it sounds a little bit more like D and D where you can take, you know, like short rest or long rest. Yeah. You can, you can take little, little rest and you can cook curry for them and stuff. And, um, you know, depending on how good the curry is and what ingredients you use in it, um, it'll heal the Pokemon. It'll get rid of their status conditions. It'll, you know, give them experience. I don't know why stupid little things like that, like cooking in games, makes me happy. 
Like yeah. in, like the last Zelda game where you're like, you can make certain foods that heal you an X amount yeah, if exactly. you get the right recipe. Right, exactly. And it's like, it's such like a little... If you love that, you will love this. I don't know. Like <laughs> to me, so it's, many. Like, it's such a silly little dumb thing, but I get so much joy out of it. Yeah. Like, doing it. The, the best part about cooking is like when you're about to eat it, you see like a split screen between you and like the leader of your Pokemon team, whoever's in your first position. And it's you like slowly moving the spoon into your mouth with your mouth open. And the Pokemon's got its mouth open. Like it's like, oh, is it going to be good? Is it going to be good? Oh. And then when you eat it and he kind of like your Pokemon kind of chomps his mouth as if he's eating it too. And then there's like a little tense moment and you're like, oh, it's hella good. And the Pokemon's like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Oh, so you, you eat it before they eat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like. It's like when you know you're sitting there eating dinner and your dog's sitting there just like yeah I bet, I bet that would be good. I bet it tastes real good. Can you can you make shitty food though? Yeah, you can. And then they're and then they're just like oh I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, lots of lots of fun little things like that through, sprinkled throughout the the game and stuff. Um, there's a couple cool legendary Pokemon. There's uh, um, for the for the main ones for the game are a they're both look kind of like wolves. They're like white wolves, but one straight up carries a sword in its mouth, <laughs> and one has this big like, like chest armor coming up off of it. That's a shield. So did someone put the armor on the Pokemon, or they just grow it? It's like uh, how did this wolf get the sword? No, because you see him without it before. Okay, and like, so I arm the wolf. Yeah, it's like basically the story. Uh, so so this one takes place in like England. Basically, that it's not called England; it's called Galar, but it's England. <laughs> people, it's funny because when you're reading the text, people are like saying weird ass shit. You're like, "What the fuck did he say?" It's like, why is color spelled funny? Why is there a U in color? <laughs> no, it, it's like you know, I believe he's a right good trainer. I do. <laughs> and you're like, uh, okay, calm down. I get it. They're all English, <laughs> um, but uh, so basically, the story goes is that there was like a. Uh, this like really bad cataclysmic event called the darkest day. And these, um, originally you're like uncovering this mystery as you're going out through the game. So you're about to ruin the game for me. No, I mean, who gives a shit? You know, it's going to be the Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I'm not an idiot. You're like, Oh no, it's definitely sword and shield. It's the two Pokemon. I get it. But basically, um, it's these two, two heroes who had their two Pokemon. Um, they've like forged some like magical, weapons for these pokemon and they helped combat this uh like world ending event called the darkest day darkest night darkest night darkest day which one of those two it's dark it's dark when it shouldn't be um and so yeah it's like one one of the pokemon has this magical sword and one has this magical shield it's kind of un you know it's unclear whether they helped make those or if they were like imbued with power somehow else or they fell from a comet or something you know it's classic pokemon shit okay but um yeah they're pretty cool and then and then you do fight this other uh legendary pokemon that you can catch which is like he looks kind of like a skeleton bird which is kind of fun um but yeah man lots of new pokemon lots of variants on old pokemon so you say you only know the 150 150 the original 150 right or 151 if you include Mew. right um so like what was your favorite pokemon you know, it's ridiculous, but just because I liked uh, the way he was designed, Squirtle. Squirtle. Yeah, Squirtle's pretty awesome. So it's uh, it's not clear yet if he's in this game or not. Some data miners think that they've Lost me completely on the... No. Yeah. Um, but there are similar guys to Squirtle and Blastoise and stuff that are similar. Um, but um, a lot of the original 151 are in this game, but they'll have some will have slight variations on them. So, like, remember... Uh, uh, wheezing, coughing and wheezing. Yeah. Right. So I, I would try to avoid them. I never really wanted to catch one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so original coughing looks the same wheezing though, which was just like a purple. It was like two or three of them stuck together. Wheezing in this one has these like chimneys coming out of his head with like smoke coming out, like a power plant kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then there's, uh, there's ponyta and rapidash. Which are normally I never caught them. I always wanted to. I never got it. They're the horses, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so uh, they're fire horses in that game. In this one, 
They're actually fairy-powered. So they're fairy-type Pokemon, and they look like fucking unicorns. <laughs> um, so it's kind of fun where they'll play around with... Is there like a nightmare version one that looks evil? No, that would be cool, though. That would be... Uh, I'm trying to think. There are some... There was like a a dark version of something else. But that's what's really interesting is there's these Pokemon that you know and love. It's not all brand new ones. Because right, right. after a while, they, they stop being interesting or good. But there are like cool variants of these Pokemon. Um, they did that a little bit in Sun and Moon, which was the last one. And it was uh, basically set in Hawaii. Um, and so there's Aloan versions of Pokemon because you were in Aloha. Aloha, get it? <laughs> yes. Come on, Pokemon. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so there's still cool different variants. So, like, it, it's really tripped me up a couple times. So when I went to go fight Rapidash, right, I'm like, oh, Rapidash? I'm going to just throw some water on this bitch. And, and so I bring out a water Pokemon. Oh, and not realize And then it pops fairy. up as fairy and it just one-shots me. I'm like, <laughs> I hate it. So it's, uh, it's really interesting, really fun. And just, like, seeing the Pokemon out in the world, I think, is worth it in itself. All right. But I'm yeah. closer. We're, We're like 80%. Worth now. checking out, you know? And if you guys are uh, playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, um, you can hit me up on, on the Nerds with Friends Instagram. I will give you my friend code, and we can G-Max battle, raid battle, catch some, uh, some uh, Snorlaxes. Nice. Yeah. All right. I'll think about it. I'm, I'm, cl- I'm close to it. Now, now, this is, now I have a question. Yeah. When they say math, is it maths or math? Oh, I don't know, actually. Had no one ever... I don't think they've said it. In... Okay. I don't know why it really bothers me when, maths. People, when people say maths. It's like... like. Well, someone added one too many. <laughs> it's like... It's just, it's just math. It's math. Or magics. Have you ever heard no, that? No. People say magics? Magics. Like, teach us your dark magics. No, it's just magic. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's a fantasy <laughs> thing that I've heard in several things. It's like, look at him and his magics. Um, Man, I've been... uh. Speaking of that, I've been reading that uh, the what's it called? Started with the Warding Man, uh, Warding Man book. Uh, it's called like the Demon something. It's a series of fantasy novels. Man, it is getting fucking great. <laughs> it is so good. If you guys have not checked it out, start the Warded Man. That's the first novel. Um, man, it is so so good. How many books is it? Uh, I think it's four or five. So I'm on book three now. All right. But I think it's complete. So you can actually get it all. You're not going to have to wait 10 years like, yeah, you like got name, me on... of, name of the Wind or or a Stormlight Archive. Yeah, the Stormlight Archive. I'm like, what? I have to wait now? Yeah. that's It's rough. It's a rough time. That's why I've been hitting up a lot of Stephen King. Yeah. Um, check out this one next. I think you might like it. If all right. It's I'll, like, I'll squeeze it in. Oh, man. They're fighting demons all the time, and they're uncovering more magic, and they got sick magic weapons. Right now, I'm still, on the, I'm still on the path to the tower. I'm trying to read all the books that are connected to the Dark Tower. The Talisman actually wow. is connected a lot. A is lot, it? A lot. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that. It, I, I and know it's... Uh... He did a sequel to it, uh, The Black House, so that's the next one I was going to... Black House. You know, it was interesting. It's where the vice president lives. I, I know I didn't do it in a nerdy confession, but now I'm talking about it anyway. Um... At the beginning of the book, I wasn't feeling it. And I was like, wow, this is the first Stephen King book that I've like been listening to that I'm not like a huge fan. But he, he it was him and Peter Straub. And I was like, oh. oh fucking Peter Straub just shitting all over it. And the, yeah, I mean, granted, I don't know which half. But like the first <laughs> half, I was like, eh, I guess. Ooh, Peter Straub, no me gusta. But then the second half, I was like, oh, shit, this is really good. I'm fucking so. And then I could not stop listening to it. And I was like, that had to be in the Stephen King part. It's like it, it felt more like Stephen King telling a story. Yeah, that and the voice actor was not that great. Frank uh, Muller. Frank Caliendo. <laughs> oh, the impressionist. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so weird. <laughs> Actually, I mean, he'd be able I to mean, do all the voices, but that's true. I wonder. I wonder why more more of those guys don't get into that. I don't know. Probably didn't pay as well. As you know, it's being a, a little SNL or whatever. It's a little cringy. Is like when you have like the voice actors and they're doing like an, a certain ethnicity, and it's like really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, master. Oh, like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> there's a British guy somewhere doing something terrible. <laughs> like, some, like, <laughs> it was in, uh, The Shining I, with, with, uh, uh, Halloran. Halloran. Yeah, there was some stuff where I'm like, hmm. He's, he's relishing in the word boy way too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in this one, or in the Talisman, there was a character, um, 
yeah, that was definitely he was. I mean, he was black, and then the voice that he put like a little cringy. Um, in uh, what was the other one that I? I would just I would default to Morgan Freeman. That's what I would just. Do. <laughs> you got the shot in there, boy. Oh God. <laughs> well, Daddy. <laughs> there was another one. See the Emperor Penguin. <laughs> Marching along. All the way to Shawshank. You know, that last part actually wasn't that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> it gets better the more I do it. <laughs> but so, some of them were where he friend. was doing an Asian woman. I'm like, oh, oh Jesus God, Christ. like, stop. Like, just just say it's an Asian woman. Like, don't, you don't got to do the voice. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Do, was it like that? Just like that. God damn it. It was, like, w- terrible. Wait, wh- when was... That this was for the talisman. No, that wasn't for the talisman. That was for uh, it wasn't Doctor Sleep. It was. Um, I wonder if it's like an older one. No, it was a newer one. Oh, In fact, it's, it's a show that's just about to come out. Outsider. Uh, yes, the Outsider. Yes, thank you. Oh God, yeah, that that one's a fairly new book. I was like, maybe it was recorded in the seventies. I mean, they didn't know any better. Yeah, I was just like, ooh, ooh. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, uh, but granted, that's may- unfortunate. Also, I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't put it all on the voice actor. I mean, they have directors and stuff like <laughs> No, be more Asian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Nope. More Asian. I need more Chinese. I like, need more <laughs> You know, like sir, I don't I don't yeah, want to like, no, do this. No, I don't know. Well, either you do it or I'm gonna come in and do it. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it changes to someone completely different for us. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. It would be very uh, hard for me if I was a voice actor and they're like, No, I need more Asian. Like, dude. You know, <laughs> I know what you mean. I I'm not comfortable doing <laughs> sir, it, sir. I, sir, I know what you mean, but I, I will not do that. <laughs> oh God, that's terrible, but also hilarious. It, I mean, it's it's terrible. It's hilarious <laughs> laughing at the situation, but it's terrible that that, that it exists. <laughs> I don't know. I would just throw it back at the director. Like, no, I don't know. You know what? No, you you no. do it, and I'll mimic you. <laughs> yeah. How- Wait, how does it sound? <laughs> um, uh, one thing uh, that I've uh, recently gotten into, which um, is it's a it's a new hobby that I'm just about to dip my toes into, is I just bought a bunch of stuff to start painting miniatures for D and D. Ooh, nice! Super excited. Check out uh, Will Friedel's uh, videos. He does a whole bunch of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. Uh, have you ever seen Have you ever seen Dwarven Forge? The company that makes the um, the they, awesome like diorama type right, right, terrain yeah, yeah. and stuff, dude. That's on some next level stuff. They make some amazing stuff, but amazing, yeah. Like with like lights and like moving shit and smoke coming out of it. No, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to make my characters look cool. Are you gonna paint your owlbear? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. That came with the paint set. You know, D and D official starter kit. My background's in illustration, but I can't work that small. Yeah, I would have to have some. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I would love to paint like bigger ones. It, like that's also what she said. <laughs> like at least quarter size. <laughs> that's also. She's just. It's like you were there, Christian. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I well, I'm interested in doing it. Like I got some real fine, uh, paint brushes. Um. You know, and then, you know. I have some washes to go over and like fill in helps fill in the cracks and shadow it and stuff. So I'm excited. Uh, go for it. But sometimes for me, the gray ones look better. I sometimes I like the unfinished gray ones. Yeah. It, it depends, I guess. Um, and have you ever heard of uh, hero forge? Yeah. That's where I got the smaller one. That's where I made my, my two characters. Oh, nice. Hero forge. Yeah. For, for those of you who are into tabletop games, you probably already know about hero forge, but in case you don't, um, Hero Forge is a, a website that you can go to where you can make custom minis. And custom, you can pose them in certain positions. Yeah, so you so like, for instance, um, the reason why I went there, because, you know, I'd always seen them and like, it's like, eh, you know, maybe I'll try it one day. It's like, it's 30 bucks for like one miniature, which is kind of a lot. Well, it depends on, cause it depends on the size and the, the material. The bigger ones, yeah, bigger ones get, 
and, more expensive. And their material. I mean, so it really depends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what, dude? For a custom, your own Especially custom, if you're playing for like six months or whatever. Yeah. You know, what's 30 bucks? And even even after the game, you're going to use that miniature and something else. Yeah. It could be like, you know, an NPC. It can be like a villain later. Right. So the reason why I got into it originally was because uh, we, uh, my friends and I recently started a, a new game of Pathfinder 2nd Edition, which... Um, I just want to play D&D. I don't know why we always have to play Pathfinder, but I've, <laughs> I've come to terms with it. Um, and Pathfinder 2nd Edition is actually a lot like 5e, which is is making it a lot easier. I just like the pride of saying, oh, I'm playing D&D. I'm just like, no, I'm playing Pathfinder 2. Yeah, I mean, you could... But it's good. It, the new version is really good. Um, there's some cool changes. But, um, you know, that's, that's content for another episode. But um, I really wanted to create this character. I had this cool character in mind. Um, that I wanted to make, and it was a half elf barbarian, which sounds weird, right? Yeah, because you would think uh, they're more dainty, more slender. Yeah, exactly. But um, kind of his backstory that I came up with was that he was kind of um, he he had a hard time fitting in with his elven brothers, you know, like at like some. I imagine they all go to school together or something, you know. Whatever elves do. Elves, yeah, yeah. They're at some academy and they're like picking on him because he's like half human. Like, ooh, half blood. Get out ooh, of here. Get out of here, gross. Because elves are racist. Everyone knows that. I mean, that's <laughs> undeniable. Yeah, we learned that in Bright. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so uh, basically, he he's always had a hard time, not because he's been bullied and stuff. He's always had a hard time controlling his temper. T- so he would like. He would lash out at these guys, bully him, and just beat the shit out of these other elves. So and, he would rage. Yeah, he would fucking go into a barbarian rage. And so uh, that basically, um, I haven't quite figured out the rest of it. I mean, I don't want a super detailed story, but he basically leaves elven society to go out on his own because he doesn't fit in and he has trouble dealing with his emotions and keeping them under control. Basically, I wanted him to be like a barbarian Spock. <laughs> and so that's kind of that's kind of how I came up with the character. But when you go to look for a miniature at your local hobby shop, and I uh, suggest everyone go to the local hobby shops because, you know, support your local businesses. Um, but you look through all the different miniatures that they have, and there's always something a little bit off. Like, well, like I found the, one the that I elves are usually like rangers. or Right. Like they're always rangers paladins or paladins stuff. or wizards or whatever. Um, and you know, I found a cool barbarian that I kind of liked the look of, but he was holding a battle axe and I wanted a great sword and I'm like, well, you know, I guess I'll get him. He, it's the closest thing I can have. I can still pick a sword in my equipment right. playing the game, but then I have this guy who's holding an axe, you know, and I'm like, it's just not satisfying. So I was like, you know what? Let's go to hero forge and give it a try. So I went in there. I picked exactly what I wanted him to look like, exactly what armor, what sword, what pose, how big he was, you know, how muscular he was and stuff. And, I, and you know, a couple of weeks later, shows up right on my doorstep, and he looks awesome. Yeah, and they have, like, other uh, races that's not, at least not in 5e. Oh, they have so all sorts they, of stuff. They have all crate and different poses and different weapons. Yeah, they have, weapons. like, robots and skeletons Yeah, and so it's like not that. necessarily just for... And they have guns DD. and stuff, so really good for, like, Starfinder, when we were playing Starfinder, which yeah. is a futuristic space game. Um you can make ones for that. And there's some really cool like guns and stuff. You can have them like t- twin Gatlin guns. And I was like, I almost did that just for fun. <laughs> you know, it's just like, Oh yeah, here's it. This is his great sword. It's a great sword machine gun. Well, I mean, if you, you know, there's, you can have them holding guitars and stuff. If you're a bar. Yeah. If you, they have that. I mean, you can also make a gunslinger character. I mean, Matt Mercer put together a pretty cool PDF file of um, what he used for. Yeah. If you want to break, if you want to break all the rules, then yes, you can. Well, it's homebrew. You know, you, you can do that. That's not what the rules say. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to be like one of those, you know, that's not what's in the book. But, you know, yeah, the you game need, is to have fun. You like, can literally you make can whatever you want. But one of the problems with that in particular is because this game just came out, it'd be hard to balance all of that with the way the new battle system comes out. They might they might do it eventually. I mean, you could do like... You'd use the stats of like a crossbow or something like that. But yeah, I mean it's not that difficult. I mean, people I've seen some super creative like people have yeah. come up with some really amazing homebrew stuff where I look at it and like, oh man, that actually sounds like a fucking great idea. Yeah. There's yeah. some pretty nice balance in there. Yeah. Um so that's uh I'm looking forward to doing that and getting into painting these miniatures. Um I don't Did know you get if- one of those weird like uh 
magnifier thingies, like no big glass thing. No, I might eventually though. It depends how this goes. My, you might have to because the my eyes aren't as good as they used to be, but we'll see, see how that that goes. Um, but I got the little paint set. I got the little palette to like mix and dilute my paints and just gonna go. That's a painting noise. So I'm super excited for that. I will post pictures of that as we uh, as I paint them. We'll set that up on Instagram so you guys can see my progress. Put a WIP, work in progress. Work in progress. No, I'm just going to do it once it turns out good. If it turns out <laughs> shitty, you won't ever see it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's permanent, right? It's not like you can wash it off or anything. Yeah, I know. I, just I guess you can just, just paint won't over take it. a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just paint over. Oh, starting over. <laughs> Primer white. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then looking into the world of painting these things, man, there are some guys out there who are crazy, crazy artists. And yeah. Just, you know, um, we're talking about Dwarven Forge. Like, look up their crap. It is amazing. I just, I can't paint that small. I just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because there's a lot of detail, especially on that owl bear. Yeah. Who's basically a mix between an owl and a bear. Which is a great mix. Terrifying. <laughs> What is the bear fall asleep? What like how, how did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Magic. Yeah, that poor owl. Or the bear. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe it's yeah. a big owl. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All righty then. You want to talk a little bit of Mandalorian? We got a couple we got like, I don't know, five minutes left. I think I think we can do two episodes in the next Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Well, in that case. We'll just let you know one more time. Um, uh, check out nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. Get yourself a bag of nerd tea confession. From Plum Deluxe. From Plum Deluxe Teas. And check out their site, too. There's a lot of great flavors on there, too. But when you check out their site, click our link. Yeah, just, yeah, click our link and buy our tea, <laughs> first and foremost. But also, try some other teas. Because, you know, what I found, especially with, you know, this is, I forget how many, what is this? Uh, oh, you didn't put. I don't know how much. I think it's an ounce of tea. I think um, it said you could make 10 servings, I think it was. Uh, it's supposed to be like um, 10, uh, 10 to 15 cups of tea. Right, right, right. So, you know, pretty pretty good amount. But one thing I found is that, you know, by the time I've made a few cups, I'm like, oh, this is really good. Now it's time to order more already. So do yourself a favor. Buy two bags. Yeah. You know, and try a couple different flavors. Um, and they're really good too. If you um, if you buy a bunch of flavors, a lot of times they'll give you little sampler packs too. Right, right, right. So if you buy more, they'll give you those little sample packs. Um, so check it out. Um, but yeah, once again, nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebooks. Um, we are very active on there. So uh, hit us up on there if you want to tell us your uh, nerdy confessions or if you have cool ideas for uh, guests that you'd like to see. Or uh, topics you'd like to talk about. Um, uh, I think next on the next episode, too, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the toys that made us. Remember that show? Actually, yes. Next week. Ooh. We might have something double booked. We'll talk about it after. Okay. Great. <laughs> Logistical <laughs> problems. Okay. But, um, you know, anyway, we have uh, some... Fun guests coming up in the next couple episodes, too. We'll bring some old friends back and some new friends, and we'll talk some Mandalorian, too. Um, so thank you guys for listening, sharing with your friends, and uh, hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you, Christian, for... Uh, Fun, as always. You know, always being there and, um, you know, reminding me that not everyone loves Pokemon. <laughs> but uh, to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you, and good night.